listening to The Happy Hour with Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Back here on the happy hour, 93.7, the ticket, the ticket, fm.com. Nick and Rico back with you. Once again, remembering Vin Scully, who passed away at the age of 94 last night. Here's a quote. So it's a quote that we don't, we don't have an audio for it, but I saw it pop up on Twitter and I thought, man, this is, this is truly fascinating. What the, the ability that Vin Scully had to, to kind of captivate and, and assess the, the sporting event, whichever, whichever event he was calling and the quote says, while he was broadcasting a game in 2012, he said, he watched a good pitch and swung at a bad one. Perhaps that's human nature. Damn. Like, dang. Damn. One, one of my favorite Vince Scully quotes of all time. Because if you walk away from the baseball field and you talk about life, right, it's truly just remarkable the, the things that Vince Scully was able to to put into words and how he was able to process the sporting event that was going on in front of him and translate it to the audience watching at home or listening at home, wherever it was, right? As he says, wherever you may be. I mean, it's just, it's truly The way he would dance beautiful. with the game and dance with the crowd and his way with words, and he's just an amazing storyteller and could paint the picture so vividly. Well, and you have to mind. on baseball. Yeah, you it, have just, to. it just made you feel like you were there, and he would draw you in, and mm-hmm. and just an artist. It's an artist of words. Baseball, baseball was set up perfectly for Vince Scully to broadcast. I mean, I mean that's that's really the the honest truth. Okay, so I mentioned before the break, Michael Hellman, former Pius the Tenth Thunderbolt, uh, former. Walked on, so just to kind of walk you through his career really quickly. This is just going to be a brief little mention of it. He left or graduated from Pius, walked on at Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. Okay. All right. Ended up, so he walked on at JUCO. Yeah, that which is Which is different. Okay. Okay, so was under-recruited out of high school. Walked on at Hutchinson Community College in in Hutchinson, Kansas, which is a pretty uh, highly regarded junior college in, in the country for baseball. Ends up winning National Junior College Player of the Year. All right, after walk on, and, and I'll, I might pull up his stats because it's they're they're truly fascinating. Ends up going to Texas A and M, where he played for a couple years. Okay, went to A and M, then gets drafted by the Twins in 2018 in the 11th round. Can I, can I just like yes, dude went from walking on at a JUCO yeah to Texas A and M, which is a very prestigious. Baseball college, yeah. To getting drafted in the eleventh round, he so walked on at let a me, JUCO, dude. Let me let me tell you his junior college stats here, real quickly. So how under recruited? So goodness. these these were his junior college stats. Um, he was he's a utility guy, so he can play everywhere. Uh, at Hutchinson in his final year, in sixty games, he hit four eighty seven. With 17 home runs, 73 RBIs, 103 runs scored, and 30 stolen bases. It just uh, truly, I mean, what if you talk about if you talk about like best players to ever come out of of Pius? He is the number one guy. Uh, other than Andy Gurch, also is up there who played in Nebraska, 
But in recent years, Michael Hellman is there. Isn't there a pitcher in the majors right now? Uh, not that I know of. Not that I know of. I could be wrong. I mean, there's Nebraska-born players, obviously. Yeah. So Wasn't he wh- with the Red Sox? He got traded. I'm, text line would whatever. always be a help. Yeah, anyway, whatever. anyway, so last night, Michael Hellman is is finally in AAA. He's with the St. Saint Paul Saints right now of the Minnesota Twins, which is the AAA affiliate of the Twins. And he got called up this year. So this season... In AAA, he is hitting 283 with 14 home runs, 44 RBIs, 92 hits, 69 runs scored, and 24 stolen bases. He has an OPS of 843. So last night, they are, um, he's 26 years old. Last night, against the Storm Chasers, Michael Hellman goes 5 for 5 with two home runs, a single, and two doubles. Against the Storm Chasers. Whew. And and starts at third base. The guy is 26 years old. Obviously fighting. He's not on the 40-man roster or anything. Um, but it's it's truly awesome because um, it's... So we're just talking baseball out of Pius for this one. Because obviously Adam True was, I believe, a football player that, that went out of Pius. Came out of Pius. Matt, so, yeah. Matt Hopp, that is who I was thinking of. I apologize. Jake Diekman. 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 Yes, Deekman. He just got dealt. Yeah, he the trade just got traded. So I, it was. It's pretty impressive. I just wanted to shout that out. I, I actually, I'll, I'll be hundred percent honest. I texted Hellman last night, and I was like, "Hey, man, you want to come on the show tomorrow?" And he's obviously his family's it lives here and everything like that. So he's doing stuff with family. He can stop um, in. Just twenty. I should. I should have told him that. I should have told him to stop in. But no. Um, no. So shout out to Michael Hellman. And uh, I'm actually heading out to the Storm Chasers game tonight to to watch him play. So that'll be fun. Let's see if he's five for five to again. see good old Michael Hellman. But he's, uh, yeah, no, he went five for five last night. Two bombs. He went up, so comes up in the eighth inning, a triple away from the cycle, and hits a bomb. So uh, that was what they're going to be. Actually, one of my buddies that I was actually playing PS4 with last night uh, said, "Hey, ask him if he comes on the show. Ask him would he rather have had a second home run or rather have had hit That's, for the cycle." That that was going to be if we would have got him on. That was going to be my question. Were you trying to hit it out, or were you man, or were you just trying to get it as far? Well, as Well, so to, think to about it. Would you would you have rather been hit a second home run or hit for the cycle? The cycle. Really, the cycle. Easy. Even though it's at AAA, yeah, le- even easy. though it's at a AAA, level. Uh, it's still the cycle. It doesn't matter where it's. It at. is. It is still the cycle. So, um, okay. So I just want to shout out Michael Hellman. So yep. congratulations to him once again. St. Paul Saints are in here, are in in Omaha through the weekend, I believe, and uh, they're playing. There's he went five for five last night. Vince Scully got that done. Um, trade deadline stuff. Now Rico, you have a list for All us. Right. I have a list from twenty four seven Sports. Um, the ten best games in September. Now remember. Okay. Now remember, Nebraska has games in September. All right. In case anybody forgot, Nebraska plays in September as well. Did Nebraska make the top ten of football game most important games in September? Text line four zero two four six four five six eight five. Did Nebraska make it? If you've seen the list, don't cheat. If you haven't, whenever you do this yes. thing, whenever you do this type of activity with the listeners. The same same it's usually uh, the same answer. outcome it's always happens. It's usually the same answer. I'll give you guys a little bit. All right, so once again, 402-464-5685, the Honda Vigan Hotline, the Sarder Heyman text line, as well as the video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. You can always hit us up personally, Nick underscore Sainer, or at Radio Rico AC. And I'll give you, a, I'll give you the top four. All right. all right, I'll give you the top four. 
Number one, Notre Dame, Ohio State. That is September 3rd. Number two, Clemson, Wake Forest, September 24th. Alabama, Texas, September 10th. And Texas A&M, Arkansas, September 24th. I'll tell you this, um, Nebraska-North Dakota did not make the list. Unfortunately, they Nebraska, did Nebraska-North Dakota and Nebraska-Georgia Southern did not make the list. So that leaves Nebraska-Oklahoma, or and it's a bye week after Oklahoma. It is. So is Nebraska versus Oklahoma a top 10 game, according to 24-7 sports, in, in September? September? Does Nebraska have a top 10 game in September? Really, it's, it is Nebraska-Oklahoma top 10 games in September. I gave you the top four. Um, Which, let's, let's be honest, that Notre Dame-Ohio State game is super That one's going to be fun. Exciting. That one's going to be fun. I, I actually, the Clemson-Wake Forest game, I don't, I don't really have any feelings towards that. I mean, it's... Yeah. it's I'm not, I'm not used... Who Young and whoever Wake Forest... Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman. Dang it. Okay. I couldn't remember Did you name. not watch QB1? I know he's good. Did you watch QB1 on not. Netflix? Well, he was part of QB1 on Netflix. I know Netflix. he's good. I just couldn't remember his name. Sam Hartman. Sorry. Gee whiz. So everybody's saying, everybody's saying the Oklahoma game. Um, should be, Chase B says, it should be the college football doesn't recognize the game rivalry we have with Oklahoma mm. because we haven't been good. Augie says, I guess not. They don't respect us enough to think we have a chance against OU. A couple of people said the Oklahoma game should be top 10. I have, I have something to tell you guys. It's not. Nebraska is not a top 10 most important game in September as the rest of the top 10 shakes out. Number How is, five. Okay, I have a problem with that. I have a big problem with this. Is Wisconsin, Ohio State, September 24th. Florida, Tennessee is 6th, September 24th. Miami, Texas A&M, September 17th. Utah and Florida, September 3rd. I don't think that's important the, at all. That's this, a fun game. This that's next one, number nine, is, is the one I have the most problem with. This is not with. important at all. Florida State, LSU, September 4th. That means nothing. Oklahoma, Georgia, September 3rd. If, if we were in 20, 2018 or or Willie Taggart had just gotten the Florida State job, then I would be interested in the Florida State LSU game. Yeah. Like, Mackenzie Milton's not at Florida State anymore. It's, it's three. three. T- tell me, Rico, tell me who Florida State's quarterback is. Ooh, uh, I don't know. I couldn't. Tell I have you. no idea who it is. It's probably, they probably got a transfer. Hold on. Because I know I'm obviously Chubba left. Unnamed text says Oregon Georgia will be closer than the spread. I Jordan Travis. In all reality, you want to know like you want to know something. In all reality, you want to know which games are the most important. The conference games that are first up. So Texas A and M, yeah. Arkansas, Wisconsin, Ohio State, Florida, Tennessee. Those are the only important games. All of the other ones are just fun. They're not important. None of it matters. Wisconsin, Ohio, Ohio State. If Ohio State loses to Notre Dame to start off the season, but they win out the rest of the year, guess what? They're in the playoff. Ooh, that's a fun exercise. It does it. It does it. If if Alabama loses to Texas, if, that first well, game, Alabama wins out. So they're in the playoff. That's that's what we're talking about, though. With the playoff is, and if Texas wins, it means nothing. They'll probably lose their next game. I don't care. It's well, Texas. so that's that's what's crazy about the whole playoff discussion is. If a team like Alabama or Ohio State were to lose their first game, okay, or or one of these games, and then win out, and finish with one loss and win as the conference champion, like Ohio State, for example, is going to get in partially because they're the Big Ten champion, I suppose, but another part is because of what have you done for me lately. And this is where, like, Nebraska gets hurt. That's where, <laughs> that's where Nebraska, if they want to eventually become like an Ohio State, like a... Yeah, I don't know. A, a Notre Dame that's always on the fringe, right? 
then you got to obviously, and, and this sounds super generic and super cheesy, you got to start somewhere. And, and, and a year like like this season, if, if Nebraska gets eight wins or nine wins, you're not going to make the playoff. You're not necessarily going to be in the discussion for the playoff. But if you build not eight and nine win seasons on top of each other, and then eventually you break out into an 11 win or a 12 win year, you're going to have no problem getting into the playoff because they're going to be able to look at your body of work in the last five years and say, all right, yeah, they've been consi- they've they've won games consistently, and like for example, the the big caveat or the, or the big uh, bounce back that Nebraska is going to have this year, mm-hmm. if Nebraska is indeed or has the opportunity to be considered for the playoff, is if it's a toss up, they're going to go at strength of schedule, and Nebraska is struggling in strength of schedule right now, obviously, which it, it might help out Nebraska. It might be the reason that they're in that situation. However, with that being said, they're going to say, well, Nebraska is only in this situation because of the schedule, not because they're actually a good football team. And can I say something about, you know, people are making their own, you know, the, the Nebraska-Oklahoma game of the century, the rivalry should make it a more play. It's Okay, forget the rivalry, all right? Throw the rivalry out the window for this game. Do you want to know why, do you want to know why Nebraska-Oklahoma is such an important game? In September, Scott Frost's job is on the line this season. If mm-hmm. he doesn't win more games than he loses, he probably loses his job. All right? So that that's just importance on every single game this season. And Oklahoma, that's the first big game for Brent Venables in his career at Oklahoma. His first year at Oklahoma, that's the first yeah. big game. They play UTEP and Kent State to open the season. It's their first road game. It's their first Power 5 opponent. He's a first-year starting head. Is a That's, first-year that head is, coach. That is weird. They have weird. Dylan Gabriel coming off a torn ACL, who transferred to UCLA and then transferred to Oklahoma. <laughs> they lost their entire roster almost. This game is important for not they have even a new, the rivalry a new off- aspect. Offensive coordinator. Like I said, toss the rivalry uh, out the window. This game is important for uh, both schools. Uh, imagine if okay, so let's let's riddle me this just to just for you know grins and giggles or whatever D, whatever DP says grins and giggles right yeah I so think anyway. So. Um, instead of the other version of that. Yeah. Anyway, if Nebraska is 3-0 and and Oklahoma's 2-0 and going into Oklahoma, and Nebraska, let's just say, let's just say curb stomps Oklahoma. <laughs> Destroys them. What is the reaction in Norman? I, I, I mean, for real. And I'll, like, we'll, we'll let you know. We're going to have Chris Plank on our show the week of. And if, we'll Nebraska, if Nebraska ends up curb stomping Oklahoma, we will have Chris Plank on of Sooners Radio Network. I'm on that Monday. On right away. I, look, I'll sorry, tell, Steve. I'll tell Steve. Yeah, look, sorry, sorry, Steve. You We're got, having Chris on. This is important. Because, like, I don't know if you guys remember, but when the whole Lincoln-Riley situation went down, like, Norman was in shambles. And now, if they're... If their version of Scott Frost, if Brent Venables, who obviously previously coached at Oklahoma and now comes back as a head coach, loses his first playoff or first Power Five game to Nebraska, because that's what they're saying right to now. Scott Frost of all people, that's what a, a coach say. that was well would have been would be eighteen and twenty nine in his four years at Nebraska. Moving up, <laughs> are you serious? Brent Venables lost like that. That place is going to be in shambles. So Rico makes a really good point there. They bring in Brent Venables, bring in Dylan Gabriel, bring in a whole new roster. This game is important. And not to mention a brand new offensive coordinator in Jeff Levy from Ole Miss. It's important. I don't care what I don't care what twenty four seven has to say. So Christian and Lincoln asked this four oh two four six four five six eight five Honda Lincoln Hotline Starter Heyman Text Line. If you're just now joining us, Nick and Rico with you on the happy hour here, sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting. Uh video stream is also open for you guys, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. 
Christian Lincolns asks, how much are you guys reading into Oklahoma? If Nebraska wins, are they in the driver's seat to win the West? No. I would not say they're in the driver's seat. The belief in my mind, if they beat Oklahoma, that Nebraska could win the West, goes up substantially. I don't think it moves at all for me. Really? Oklahoma is too different from the actual teams in the driver's seat for the West as 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 a team, as their play style. Oklahoma, Wisconsin, Oklahoma, Iowa play completely, completely different. different styles of football. So you beating Oklahoma, it's a nice feather in your cap. But, again, you have to remember, this isn't the same Oklahoma. This isn't the Lincoln-Riley That's true. Uh, Oklahoma. This is, this is the new yeah. Brent Venables Oklahoma. So if they beat Oklahoma, when they beat Oklahoma, however you want to say that, um, it'll be great. It'll it'll make for a really fun week, a really fun two weeks. Mm-hmm. But after that, look, you got to get right back down to business because then you're entering conference play. As long as you beat Northwestern, you know, then you're in your own, you know, your own car's driver's seat for the West. But until you go on the road or, or, or until you host one of the other Big Ten West opponents and and you know stick it to them, I think you're still you know. Sit in bucket seat in the back. Let's let's talk about Oklahoma and, and kind of our thoughts on the Brent Venables situation and, and how much are we reading into Oklahoma. Let's talk about that here in a couple minutes. We'll take our final time out. You're listening to the Happy Hour on the Ticket. Download our app by searching ninety three point seven the Ticket in your app store to stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are. More of the Happy Hour is next on ninety three seven the Ticket and theticketfm.com.